What's going on, everybody? It's Mark here with Man of Steel, and someone special to me. His name is... Hi, my name is Oliver. I'm special to Mark. <laughs> yeah, this is a longtime friend of mine, uh, editor here at Mana STL. He's going to be uh, kind of leading the charge on all of our podcasts, our YouTube, managing a couple of things for me on the back end. And uh, it's really great to have him here to kind of just talk through what we expect to do with the podcast, what our aims are, our goals, maybe some funny stories in the way. Um, Oliver roasting me once or twice, I'm sure so at least yeah we'll get a couple we'll get a couple good jabs in there yeah, i mean it wouldn't be a good podcast without a couple left yeah, right, yeah, you know? yeah 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 so oliver i'm gonna let you take it away here uh what is the kind of thing that you uh would like as a consumer out of this if you were listening to man stl podcast what would you want to, to to listen to and hear um as an avid podcast listener or at least i used to be so at my old job um i would literally sit at a desk and i would type for eight hours a day um it became very difficult to listen to music for that long because one there's only so much music i like but also like having to like change songs all the time is like distracting while you're trying to do production work so i eventually got into podcasts um you know when you talk about stuff like i'll say the obvious one joe rogan his podcast is like three hours long so it's like a lot easier to listen to while you're working um so i started listening to a lot of podcasts and what i really like about podcasts is it even though it's just you with your headphones on, it feels like you're sitting in a room with like friends. So like getting to know people on a personal level, like hearing, you know, stuff that they're excited about, stuff they're passionate about, or even things like they're struggling with, like, like if they're having a bad day and they're struggling with something, something's on their mind they want to vent about, they'll do it like unfiltered. And that's, that's the other thing is like unfiltered content. Like this isn't like a, you know, uh, supposed to be like a kid friendly, you know, YouTube series where we have to watch everything we say. Um, we want to get to the fucking nitty gritty. We want to get to the fucking juice. Yeah, we where's the sure, juice at? We want to make sure the fucking juice is worth the fucking squeeze. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we're going to get real. Um, it's going to be a deal. And yeah. Yeah, I agree with Oliver. When I listen to podcasts, I don't like the over, you know, over edited. Uh, it's very clear that they're trying to very push a very specific agenda or message i want to know the real person behind the thing that i'm interested in so if they own a business or they buy magic cards or they sell magic cards or they play them or or whatever whoever i'm listening to at the time i want to know them because i get to see their public persona their public facing figure where it's like hi i'm this person i sell this or i do that that's interesting to some degree which is why i want to know about more about you but i don't want to come to your podcast for more of the uh what i could read on a news headline right that's kind of yeah, we don't want that surface level persona that you might see as like a public figure. We want we want the real you. We want the real Mark Mahachko. Yeah, or the real whoever we got on the show, right? Like whoever we decide to have You're on. You're not I've getting got... the real me. You're not getting the real me. Yeah, Oliver's a very, he's got some tough skin. He won't really Lock and key, dude. So. The thing is, is I really wanted to make a space where magic finance and magic the competitive scene is actually a world that most people don't get to see and most people would be surprised at what it is if they were able to like kind of look back behind the curtain for just a second but in order to do that it takes a lot of work and effort and time and mental energy and a lot that you could do in those in that kind of time you know as far as like making money being successful starting a family that you know it's often not something that people can get into their schedules not to toot your own horn or anything but not <laughs> see the roast this is what it's going to make this, how's that roast know? that was a compliment yeah but it's a half roast can we can we give me that half roast yeah it's like a half roast 
Thank you. I don't have like half roast. I like it well done. Anyway, um, one thing I would I did want to mention before we move on to anything else is uh, the Cryptic Commander. Those guys, they're amazing. They got me kind of in this space to be like, I really like that. I really enjoyed sitting down and talking to people about stuff that I like that usually I don't get the chance to do. Well, first, because of COVID, when we can't go out and actually talk to people, Oliver and I are stuck talking like this, right? Yeah, otherwise, um, we'd definitely be in person all the time. 100%. Um, 100% uh, like story coming about that here up soon. But, you know, people want to get to know people on a level that it's like if you were there drinking a beer with them or having some tea, like, what is the real you? What is the real Oliver? What is the real Mark? So um, I actually want to segue that into a little bit, Oliver, as to our friendship. Like, what what is our history? How did we meet? What What is this exactly? Um, real quick before we get into that, um, oh, sure. when this comes to YouTube, I will put a link to the Cryptic Commander podcast episode that Mark was on. Um, you guys should check it out. It's pretty good. It's pretty juicy, um, as we like to say. So yeah, so look forward to that. If you haven't seen it already, it's kind of yeah. blown up. So it's kind of blown up. Not no, to the horns, but it's blown up. <laughs> um, anyway, so what? So what? Me and you, how we met? How we met? Yeah, you know, give give us a give the audience me, kind of a brief timeline here. I don't want to. It's, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, right? I don't want to give a brief timeline. I want to give them the full, fleshed out history of Mark Mahajko and Oliver Hill. Yeah, let's the hit ups, it. the downs, the valleys, the, good, the bad. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so, um, true fact, Mark and I have never looked each other in the eye, um, or shook hands with each other, or even spoken to each other in person. And we've known each other for about 10 years. Well, Give or it's take weird. A year. Let, let me explain. So we actually met through a couple mutual friends. Um, do I need to mention them? Should I mention I them? think we should name drop for okay. sure. So maybe they'll listen to this, maybe they won't. Um, so a couple of a couple of swell guys that are both both happen to be Nathans. Uh, we got Nate Huff and Nate Bricky. Um, so they were mutual friends. Um, we all played magic. So you guys, how did you guys meet? Was that down in like around Carbondale area somewhere? Yeah. So Heroic Adventures at the time was in Edwardsville. And that was whenever I first started getting competitive with Shards of Alara Conflux block. And by, by being competitive, I mean, my friends and I would go from the kitchen table and we'd actually go to events like Friday Night Magics and stuff. And I would get crushed a lot in the beginning, but I learned a whole lot. And that's where I met them is they were actually part of the the upper echelon of the store, right? You know how you always got the like the like inboxes of the yeah, like, like the, the end bosses of the store, you know, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. you always see, yeah, those were those guys there. And I kind of like quickly attached to them because the way I learn personally is I like to be around people that are much smarter than me. And so I can just be kind of a sponge. Yeah, case in point right now. Um, so anyways, I, I met them. I don't know how long you knew them or how long you've known them exactly. Um, I met them around 2009, 2010, I would say. Um, initially in Springfield, I think, at a Shards of Alara draft or something. Um, and then a friend of mine, um, he started hosting tournaments in Lincoln, which is where I'm from, Lincoln, Illinois. And Nate Huff and Nate Ricky, they would start, they started coming like every, I can't remember how often we did it, like every two, every week, every two weeks or something, but they would show up all the time. Um, and they were at least Bricky was living around either in or around Lincoln at the time and working there. Um, so him and I actually became pretty good friends um, back then. But um, anyways, there was a tournament in, I believe it was Collinsville. It I was think a Star it was the Gateway Center. 
And that was the biggest tournament I ever went to. Um, disclaimer, I haven't really played Magic in like 10 years outside of like a handful of games on MTG Arena. Um, side story. Anyways, so we went to this big tournament. It was like my friend group from Lincoln. Um, Ricky was included in that. And then when we got there, I don't know if I had heard. I'm sure they had talked about you at some point. Like I knew your name. I didn't know much about you. Um, but I knew that you were there. And I know that one of them pointed you out to me at this, at this tournament. And, um, so I definitely know I saw Mark in person, but he had no idea who I was and we did not speak, um, or anything like that. Right. So anyways, uh, fast forward, like I would say probably three years, I'd say about that. 2013 yeah. when league um, came out around there. Well, league was out before that, but this is when we started, we were all playing. So it was like, I would play with Nate Huff and Nate Bricky, our mutual friends. And then they somewhere along the lines got Mark, like Mark also played. So like all of us was, would start to play together. Um, and then like, eventually like Ricky didn't hang around very long. I don't think in the league stuff, but I know like me, you and Nate Huff would play. And then eventually Nate Huff left and then Matt came along. I know. Yeah. That's Cremo. my, yeah, and that Captain Cremo himself, and that's actually my manager now of my of Man STL. So long, big circle over there too. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Yep. So we would play league. Um, we were hardcore gamers. Uh, one of us still is. Um, I won't say which one. Um, I'll just say that they have a much better background and they're much more formal and have a much better um, official, professional outlook on the company. One of us takes us very seriously. The other one doesn't. That's okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, we would play league. Um, at the time, Mark was actually, like, we were both pretty good. If you, any of you guys play League of Legends, which I know you do because you're a bunch of fucking dorks like we are, Mark was um, a Nidalee one-trick pony, and he would only play Nidalee mid. But this is pre-WeWork Nidalee. We're getting really into the weeds here. Oh, <laughs> we're getting real with the weeds, but this is what you're here for. <laughs> so Mark was a one-trick pony, Nidalee only. If he didn't get mid or nid, he would be very upset. Very upset. Um, but this was, so this is pre-WeWork Nidalee, where she was just Spears the character like super long range, super high damage spears. Um, Mark was pretty good. Uh, he was definitely a little bit better than me at the time. Um, since then, I've gotten diamond. He doesn't play anymore. So big deal. Uh, I definitely still play a Ram a lot. Sometimes yeah, he still up, play. We still we, play we, a few we, games sometimes. here and there. Whenever Mark's not busy, but that's almost never. Um, so anyways, that's how we got to know each other really was through um, League of Legends. Not only was that how we got to know each other, that was also how we became enemies for a while. Um, unintentionally. So um you know we're talking about how we're really getting to know us on a personal level here through this podcast well mark apparently had not gotten to know me at a very personal level at that point um and i said some things that were i'll say questionable uh, i'd agree with that do you want me to say what they were you know go ahead i, th- okay. I think it's good if we're going to do the first episode of being real we got to be real right? okay Disclaimer, before I say what I'm about to say, this was a different time. This was before um, people getting canceled. This was before uh, all those libtards. Here we go. We're getting canceled. (laughs) Canceled episode one. Um, Okay. So I think from, if I remember correctly, Mark was playing Nidalee in the mid lane, League of Legends. He was not doing very well this game. Um, he was upset. He was frustrated. He was emotional. He was venting. It was kind of annoying me. 
I was like, just fucking play the game, dude. But that's not what I said. That's what I was thinking in my head. What I actually said was, hey, dude, maybe if you weren't like a giant piece of shit who stayed at home and didn't work and smoked pot all day, then maybe we could fucking win a game every once in a while. Something along those lines, I think. Not verbatim, um, but that's close. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was seven years ago. But um, I didn't realize it. But Mark was not a big fan of my comments towards him and he disconnected from the game and left and nate huff was also in our what are we ventrilo team speak something oh, back then. wow it was Bent, I think. it might have been Skype. i don't know one of those i don't old, think it was Skype. i think it was those, vent though one of those ancient fucking pre-discord uh voice chat like dinos over here but fucking fossils um anyways he left and then i was like oh i guess mark dc and nate huff was like no dude i think you pissed him off and i was like 100 percent. that's not what happened <laughs> he knows i was kidding <laughs> and then mark never came back and then after the game, I was like, did he really not come back? Did like, are you sure he didn't DC? And Nahuff's like, no, he's, he's definitely pissed off at you. And I was like, okay. And then from that point on, I literally don't think we spoke for like two years. It was about two years. Yeah. I mean, and disclaimer too, I believe that the reason why I was so upset with you is because you were incredibly correct. Yeah. At I the time I was thing. not doing very well. Uh, I, I was backpack trading. I, I was, you know, streaming RuneScape a little bit after that point. I streamed RuneScape for like two years or something on Twitch for a living. I, but I couldn't ever really get something going that would make me like happy, right? Going to make work and <laughs> RuneScape is okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> what I really mean to say with this is I, I took a lot of offense to what Oliver said because I believe that there's truth to it. And I think I'm a better person because of that too. I'm happy that it happened because I don't think I would be here in the spot that I'm in and the relationships that I'm, I've have and the friendships that I've retained without that. Cause it kind of humbled me in a way. I Oliver might agree with me here. I was not always the best person emotionally. I didn't have a, a stranglehold on. You know, a very passionate person. I, I'm passionate I, that I haven't lost, but my passion was in, you know, in a direction in which it was harmful for me actively. I ought to say this. Mark was a very typical league of legends player if you've ever played League of Legends, you know what I'm talking about. If you make one wrong move, you have one bad game, you're the worst person on the planet. Um, and yeah, if if you're look, if you're not winning, again, Mark is a is it, I don't know how many of you know Mark on a personal level, but Mark's a very competitive person. So if Mark wasn't winning in League of Legends, he usually wasn't feeling very good. Um, so I have a saying it. Yeah, I was saying in Magic, where it's Magic is a zero zero sum game to me. If I'm having fun, you shouldn't be. And it's you know not to be mean, but it's just like that's how I enjoy games. Is I enjoy like the thought process of like outskilling you in some de decision you had to make that I had to make upon your decision, and then I had to infer some kind of data that I didn't have, but was statistically likely to, for you to have it because of the way that you played or whatever. The point is, I like being put up against someone or something that my odds are X, and then I overcome them because. I made a series of good decisions or something. You like to grind your opponents into the dirt and make them never want to play again. I like, you know, no, not okay. I want people to play. I enjoy the game of magic so much that I want it to flourish and make, make, make it a better game in the future. So I used to not be a good person in that sense. I think now I've tried to rectify that as much as I can. Uh, being, being a good ambassador, ambassador to the game, being a person that is willing to like take new people in and show them the ways because everyone's new. Sometime, you know, you always start new one time, when you do something and it's not fair to judge someone's you know entire personality or or whatever off of the fact that they can't play a game made by richard garfield that that's silly so what you're saying is you and i should 
one-on-one League of Legends, uh, Howling Abyss, yeah, um, or Super Smash Brothers. We could try that. Oh, dude! If we play Super Smash Brothers, there's no way I'm winning. Correct. Um, <laughs> I thought of a side story too. Maybe we'll come back to that. Um, oh, any, anyways, so yeah, that's that's really how we got to know each other was through League of Legends. Um, yeah. Eventually, I do remember two years later. I don't know what prompted it, but I remember. Again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here or anything, but I remember reaching out to Mark on Facebook and apologizing. I don't know. I literally don't remember what prompted it or what where it came from. But like at, over the course of those two years, I felt bad for saying those things um, and making him that upset to the point where he didn't want to fucking talk to me, even if I was joking. But um, sometimes my personality can come off a little abrasive and I go a little over the top or put uh, across the line a little bit. So um, I've tried to dial that back over the years with people that I at least aren't super familiar with. Like now, if I said that to him, he, he would just brush it off. He knows that I'm not trying to hurt his feelings or anything. Um, I, yeah, I think part of it too, is we are both kind of sexy. strong personalities and sensitive at the same time. You know, I, I have a very strong personality. You are a little bit more passive than my, than, than myself for sure, but still mm-hmm. to a point that you're willing to say what you think. And I think those people, we need more of those people really but yeah strong passive thinkers strong sexy passive attractive attractive intelligent thinkers, intelligent thinkers. yeah one yes white yeah. bald white, glasses very glasses. very handsome yep. uh a very good mic too big traps you know yes two months of muay thai traps yes yes Just my saying. lord ladies yep. um so yeah i i it's uh it's funny to know that we still have not officially met in person yeah isn't that weird yeah it is weird uh, even though we, we are talk planning, like almost every day, we're like, planning on changing that in like a week. I think. I think so. Um, More to come on that though. Yeah. Oh wow! Don't break my heart on fucking pod on the podcast, dude. Don't don't rip my heart on the pod, dude. Sorry, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to come down anyways. How about that? What are you serious? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. Cool. We'll talk about it later. Yes. Um. So, anyways, yeah, I I reached out to him on I think on Facebook, and I just apologized, and then. I mean, it was like a snap of fingers and we were like friends again. We did, we had a lot of catching up to do, uh, a lot of catching up to do, a lot of happened. <laughs> Maybe another episode, years. but yeah, a lot, a lot <laughs> of catching up to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ever since then, you know, we've kind of came in and out of touch over, that was probably 2015. So the last five years, there might've been like a couple months here and there where we didn't talk, uh, things were going, nothing like, not like we were mad at each other, but just busy or Life. whatever it was. But I'd say over the last like year, it's been pretty consistent. We talk, um, if not every day, then we might take like a week or two lull here and there, but like almost every day. Yeah. It's a, at so, least a text here or there, you know, you could say we're butt buddies. We're like butt buddies, brother. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the story of how we've met, but never met. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting one because it's a, a very magic player story. It's something that if you were in any other place, you wouldn't have a story like that because how are you best friends with someone that you don't know? Like, you know, people like WoW that play WoW and, and online games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more overlap, but we've actually been physically in the same place. Yeah, but never <laughs> so actually met. Yeah, so shout out to Nate Ricky and to Nate Huff too. Couple of swell guys, man. They're really nice, good, good guys. Couple of big, jolly, swell guys. Dude. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another feeling, man. <laughs> What's uh, next on the list, Oliver? What's next on the list? Um, do we even have a list? Are we ready for this? Did we do this wrong? Yeah, we have a list, dude. I got a list. Oh, wow. did you see my background? I'm fucking professional. I'm yeah, ready. you're actually prepared. I just kind of showed up. Um, 
<sighs> what else? So let's talk about kind of some stuff we got coming down the pipeline. We've got um, plans for some some new content. We've got, you know, we're planning on. So this is going to go to YouTube. Um, we're also going to try and get an audio version for all you audio files out there who just want to listen on your headphones if you're working or working out or whatever you, it is you do while you listen to podcasts. Um, if not, we'll we will be on YouTube where you can see our beautiful faces. Um, so how about you had mentioned you had some plans to do uh, start up a Patreon soon. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm still kind of uh, throwing it around as an idea for our group, our Facebook group. It's a buy soul uh, group for Magic the Gathering cards. Um, we've done it for almost two months now. We've got about 900 members. A lot of that, I have to say, is a big thanks to Ogre. And if in, if you know you're watching this podcast and you're a Magic player, you probably know the name Ogre. Uh, even if you said that 10 years ago, you'd probably know, know the name Ogre. He's a He's kind of a big deal. Let's I haven't played way. in 10 years and I knew who he was. Yeah, exactly. So that gives you a little context. But um, him and I just uh, recently come, come back into contact. He was in St. Louis. We you know, grabbed some pizza and, and chatted and thought there might be some good place for us to work together again. Because him and I go way back. I used to buy for him behind booths and stuff and backpack for him and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I finally wanted to own my own thing. And I think this is a good chance for us to both put ourselves in a good, a good position, especially considering we can pass that value down to the people that are consuming the good, which is really what I'm happy about. I like to be the, I like to be the guy that's got the best prices and I can't do that without someone like him. So big shout out to big shout out to Ogre. Yeah. He's kind of like Shrek and you're kind of like the little donkey and you guys go on, you guys are going on an adventure together. You know, yeah. And style. I love waffles too. It makes total sense. Yeah. And, so and gonna... like my girlfriend's a dragon, right? Isn't that Is how that the story true? goes? Oh. I believe in the second. Oh, I actually haven't, I haven't seen watched Shrek it in so long. So okay, so <laughs> yeah, we, his girlfriend's a dragon. Yeah, we'll just say it is on on our podcast podcast here, Man STL Podcast. Yeah, happened. Yeah, I think we just rewrote the Shrek story, but anyways, um, that's okay. So yeah, maybe it might be a Patreon coming soon if you guys want to support. If not, that's fine too. That's okay. It's really there to uh, just kind of give you guys a, a couple of extra perks that are good value for you all um i'm working out the details still but that definitely will be a post that comes up so watch out for it on the uh lucky lots group which you can find on facebook groups and uh another thing that's coming far down the line well maybe i shouldn't shouldn't say that i don't, I don't want to make promises that i can't keep 100 so that's still in the works but lots of lots of exciting things coming down the pipeline as far as making things more user-friendly for people to interact with our site uh getting the chances to get better deals on cards um Big shout out to like Sick Deals, James Keenan over at Sick Deals. He's a really cool guy. Um, he runs a page of 50,000 people, right? We are looking to be something like that. That's what we aspire to be. So uh, whatever we got to do to make it, give cards away, make cards cheap. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, the the whole company or the brand of MenSTL um, has a, a pretty big pipeline, just like its CEO and owner, Mark Mahachko. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and... Also, um, I I hate to break all your hearts. I'm not going to be the only podcast guest. Uh, there will be other podcast guests. Yeah, um, and you guys can turn it off now if that's upsetting. I get it. Don't turn it off. Uh, we're going to have a word from our sponsors at the end, so please support them. I'm just kidding. We don't have any sponsors yet. McDonald's, if you're listening. Um, Travis Scott, uh, Cactus Jack, if you want to throw me a, a cheeseburger and some Sprite or whatever, that'd be lit. I'll take um, one. And Mark would like one as well. Um so there will be other podcast guests. Um, we're actually planning on potentially maybe doing like introduce the team type thing. Um, nobody's quite as bald or as cool as I am. Wait, do you have any, do you have any other bald guys on your, on the team? No. 
yes i'm the only fucking yeah one, you're dude. like solo bald guy yeah dude that's awesome um so yeah so we're gonna you guys can kind of get to know everybody who's putting all the hard work and hours into the company and making things run so that'll be cool also there will be other people aside from just uh, members of the team um, I don't know if you have anything in the works yet, but I know that you have some ideas to get some other people on and talk about um, MTG finance, competitive play, buying and selling cards. Yeah, a couple of plugs that I've got in mind that I know that are going to be on the show at some point. Caleb Shear, one of my good buddies I used to grind way back in the day with. Um, Matthew Ogre Stevens, we just mentioned him before. Dan Crawford from Peoria, Illinois. He owns a store up there. I so we've got Dan, actually. Yeah, Dan's a cool guy. I love Dan a lot. I love all these people a lot. So uh, those are a couple of the players that we've got. Plus, of course, you know, the the team. Um, I've got some ideas to extend it to people think, to people like Shaheen Sarani. I've not confirmed literally anything with him, but Shaheen, looking for you, brother, um, if you're looking for a podcast. I want to get an idea of where everyone sits and sees magic, like both from the competitive side and from the financial side, because it is very much a market. Like when you think of like AMD stock and you're, you know, you heard about that thing your grandpa did and invested stock and it went up, whatever. Magic is that, but to a degree that it's almost sickening to me. Like if you go to MTG stocks, right. And you look up like what the percent on gains per day, there are some things that go up 1000% in a day. People will kill for 7% APR, you know, and, and magic just blows that shit out of the water. It's not even close. Even cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency is kind of like where I made my bread and butter. And even in cryptocurrency, I still get blown away. And I saw like Forex gains overnight, those kinds of things. And that nothing compared to edge walkers compared to reserve lists. Look at Bazaar of Baghdad, look at workshop, all these cards that were worth $1,300, you know, not that long ago or $5,000 now. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. And so I want to be the guy that talks about this stuff openly. I don't want to hide any secrets. I'm not here to monopolize things. I'm not looking to, in all with all due respect, Rudy's a great guy. I, I actually respect Rudy a lot, but I'm not looking to be a Rudy. I'm not looking to middleman sealed product. I really just am not. I, I want to be open and honest with people so that if they're looking to get into like building their own TCG player store, they can know where to go to get the steps to do it. You know, that's another thing that we've got in plans is making YouTube series dedicated to make something out of nothing. Start $20, a backpack and uh, a binder and start a magic business selling on TCG player. So just, we want to be different, but we want to be elegantly different to where people didn't even know they wanted to consume this kind of content. But once you start, you can't stop. We're like Pringles. Yep. And I love Pringles. Pringles, if you're listening, please sponsor the podcast. Please sponsor the We do the one a whole lot. <clears throat> What's your favorite kind of Pringle? Um, sour cream and onion. I haven't had Pringles in literally years. But, <gasps> Have you uh, had the pizza ones? That's good. I think like a million years ago I did. Um, anyways, yeah. So if you want to listen to more super boring stuff like Magic Finance, uh, we're going <laughs> to give it to you. So um Anything else on the top of your mind you want to talk about while we're here? I mean, I didn't really talk about myself that much. Or I talked about us together. Do you, do you want to do that like a second yeah. episode or do you want me to just do it? No, yeah, yeah. Let's delve into that a little bit. we got some time. Why not? Let's do it. So like, do you want this to be just like my relationship with magic or just like, me yeah, g- give me the, give me the grow up on magic and then I'll do mine after that. How about that? That sounds Ooh, cool. Magic. Okay. So, so where did you start? What age? What, did, what set do you remember? Yeah. Go, give me all the nitty gritties. Yeah, 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 yeah juicy juicy uh, juicy for you for listening i'm just kidding um so when i was like eight years old 1998 um you probably all remember pokemon 
when Pokemon first hit the scene, dude, my cousin had the games, like the red and blue version, and I was like, this shit is awesome, dude. And then eventually the card game came out, and I was like, this shit is awesome. So I started playing the Pokemon card game. Um, like, at first I was just, like, collecting. Like, I like the shiny cards, you know, like the Ninetales, Charizard, whatever. Um, I was obsessed. And there was a little local store in Lincoln where I'm from, and the, the store owner told me he was going to start having tournaments. So, like I said, I was, like, eight years old at the time. Uh, hashtag boomer and he told me he would teach me how to play it if i would play in the tournaments and i was like okay so um i started playing pokemon it was fun i played in a few tournaments did pretty well um eventually the store closed down there was another store in town and i was like one day i had had my allowance money from mowing the lawn or whatever it was in the summer and i was like i'm gonna go to the other store and see what they have and um when i got there they had zero Pokemon cards. And I was like, well, this is bullshit, dude. I want some goddamn Pokemon cards. But I was like, I had this money I just earned from mowing the lawn. It was like my parents always had burning a hole in my pocket. I had to buy something. Oh, yeah. Um, it wasn't it wasn't leaving that store. Correct. So he had all these boxes of booster packs of magic. And What's I was like, up? Well, I guess I'll try them. These look dumb, but I guess I'll try them. And I remember I bought packs of... I think it's plane shift. Is that the one with like the swirly lo- swirly symbol? Yeah. 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 And I remember I bought some. I'm like, well, these aren't as cool as Pokemon, but like they're they're kind of cool. And like I remember seeing the cards and going out in my front yard and pretending I was the the creature in the card and like doing moves and stuff. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> there's I remember there's a card called like leaf dancer or something it's like a cent like a centaur like a common centaur and i was like i'm a fucking leaf dancer and i would like go out <laughs> in my front yard and do leaf dancer moves um but anyways, you were probably really good at it yeah still am i still do leaf dancer moves in my front yard. see that's why i love magic you keep those things yep so um i'm still leaf dancing um so anyways i met another friend somewhere very weird guy i won't go into detail about him but um he taught me how to actually play magic like he had a bunch of magic cards and he taught me how to play and eventually he took me to another card store where they had magic cards um this is a little convoluted but like it was actually the same owner of the store i went to previously but he just moved stores and i have a long history with him as well but that's an entirely different story um so anyways i went up there and he had Yu-Gi-Oh cards which i thought was way cooler than magic and i'm like i'm gonna play Yu-Gi-Oh. so i started playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and then over time, like I started going to the store a lot. I, mean, I was like uh, a regular up there. The older guys were like, you play Yu-Gi-Oh, dude? Yu-Gi-Oh's bullshit, dude. You know what they said? They said, Yu-Gi-Oh's for fags. And I know we can't really use that word anymore, but that's wow. what they told me. And I was like, well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a fag. I don't, what do I have to do? And they're like, well, you play magic. So I started playing. They started teaching me. How to play, like they built me a deck. Um, at the time, the set that had just came out was uh, Onslaught. And everyone was like, fucking blistering fire cat, dude. I got four blistering fire cats, uh, a chroma, angel of wrath, by the way. Uh, <laughs> how Billy name drop Billy Campbell and I met. We actually had an argument about um, Fade the Untouchable and a chroma, who's the better card. And now I know you, I know you have one in your head that's a clear winner. I was on the wrong side of that argument. Yeah, I, lost, I, I, I can imagine. But I had literally just started, and my friend who taught me was like, "Dude, Fage Untouchable, you win the game if you hit them with it." I was like, "That card, that's like the best card they've ever made." So win the games on it. Yeah, 
I mean, it literally says you win the game if you hit them. So I'm sure Phage Untouchable is like an auto include in every like deck and that it's legal in every format. I'm sorry that it's legal in. Um, anyways, yeah, there's like all these super cool cards like Silvos Rogue Elemental and like somebody built with a super bullshit wizard deck while my friend had this like badass beast deck with like wooded foothills and stuff. I'm like, why are you guys building the shitty deck? Um, but like, yeah, eventually like Scourge came out and then um, Legion was that the third one? I think so. Legion was sick because Legion had like all the good soldier cards, like Stoic Champion, like all these cool cycle cards. The cyclers um, were cool. Yeah. So I, I really like that block. Plus Scourge was like an all creature format or uh, block. I all, think. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was one of those really weird offsets where it was like some, yeah, strange thing where it was like either like. They heavy... brought Slivers back. Yeah, Slivers. Was, That's what I was, was trying it, to get uh, at. Who was, was it? Sliver Overlord? Yeah. Yeah. Or Sliver Queen you might be thinking of too. That's no, Stronghold. No, Sliver Queen was the older one. Yeah, Stronghold, yeah um but yeah anyways that's so that's when i started um i didn't really take the game too seriously it was it was pretty casual i would play in like drafts and mostly i just played with friends we would just build stupid decks and we played like back before um you know commander was commander it was edh we would play just just straight up casual decks there was no point to the deck it was just pick a color and throw some cards in there um so that's mostly what we did um event when i got older um i would say well, fast forward a couple of years, there was another store that opened up with a new owner. Um, and, you know, again, played very casually. I would play some drafts here and there. It was never very good. He eventually opened a store in Springfield. So I would start traveling to Springfield to play. So this time, this is around, this is around the time I met um, Nate Huff and Nate Bricky, prior in 2008. Yeah, starts Um And I started drafting. And this actually is a perfect segue because... Nate Huff was actually the reason I started to take the game more seriously and try to learn how to play better because I would sit next to him in a draft and every single time I passed a card, uh, passed a pack to him, he would go, you're going to give me that card. You're going to pass me this card. And I was like, he was like making me mad. And I'm like, yeah, why? Whatever. I I picked the card I wanted. He's like, you actually passed that card. Like he was like very condescending. He was really pissing me the fuck off. But eventually it annoyed me so much that I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm losing every game I play. I'm clearly not very good, even though it's annoying and somebody directly shows me how I'm not very good, AKA Nate Huff. So what I would do is I would come home from school. I'm like, it's like my senior high school. And I would literally watch channel fireball, YouTube draft videos every single day. And what I would do is when they would open up a pack on moto, I would pause the video and I would go, here's what I would take here. And then they would clearly go, here's what I would take. And I go, well, that's vastly different than what I would take. And then, so I would do that for every single pick that they did. So I would learn like, here's their decision making process. And here's mine. And I'll go, well, mine's clearly inferior. And then I would see how they would pilot the deck and how they would use those cards. And then I eventually, I learned pretty quickly and I started playing a lot more limited like tournaments and I actually got pretty good pretty quickly. Like I know DC, I used to have like the the power rankings or whatever for like your local area. Mm. And for me, it was like Peoria, Springfield. I don't know, but like I was in the top 10 for a while. And like people, like I had like a target on my head. Like I think I told you recently, like people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. People who were like, I consider much better than me. Like when I showed up at the store, they're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to beat them this time. And that was DCI. I remember when DCI was the thing, the, the the gold standard, and it would like essentially make sure that you couldn't play in tournaments if a tournament was coming up, and your DCI got you into that tournament, like your 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 point yeah. value. 
That was and really that was crappy. It's actually been that long since I played. Is that DCI was still a thing when I played the last time? I it's think. been a while, man. You're dating yourself just <laughs> a little bit. It's literally been since at least since I played competitively. It's been ten years. I I remember the DCI man. That used to be the thing in the area that it was like a badge of honor. You had like you a know? card and everything. Mm-hmm. You like put it in on their website and you would get like rewards. They yeah. would like mail you cards. Like yeah, titles. that was back whenever like Magic player rewards were like cool and good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that. So, anyways, um. I played up to, I would play just like, you know, Friday Night Magic and that kind of stuff um, up until like, I think Innistrad had just came out. That was the last set that was in standard when I was playing. Um, my friends kind of stopped playing. We kind of stopped going to tournaments for whatever reason. Um, I don't remember what I was doing at the time, but just kind of lost interest in the game. And then I actually um, was, I became unemployed for like, four or five months and during that time i literally had to sell my entire collection to pay my bills and it like yeah it hurt um like i wasn't interested in playing anymore but i liked my cards like i had a pretty good collection and collecting I remember, is like, just there's something to that man you, you, there's some value to it yeah for like sure. i mean i like the the cards i like the the arts like i had a bunch of like my favorite cards i had them i would collect them in foil so like i've um i had a foil place set of venge vines and like uh fetch lands and shit like that and yeah, so, and name yeah. drop here, like Grill, Grill, the Mind Rakers, probably, which is now your name. Um, so, so I use the username Grill in a lot of like online, well, like games or whatever. Um, I used to name all my World of Warcraft characters. I don't look like I play World of Warcraft, right? Um, I used to name all my World of Warcraft characters after Magic cards, and like my main was a, a rogue, and his name was Grill, even though Grill and Magic is like a fucking wizard. He's actually a spell shaper legend. Is he spell shaper have, hold on, legend? Hold on. Is this the one I gave you? Or the one that you kept that from your collection? Nathan Bricky gave it to me. Oh, name okay, drop. okay, okay. Name, yeah, drop. Yeah. name drop. Name drop. Man, Nathan Bricky and Nate Huff have got a lot of name drops this one. Yeah, hold on. I want to mute while I try to find it real quick. So fill the fill the air, okay? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Talk, talk about what a cool guy I am. Oh, yeah. So Oliver, he is a cool guy. Honestly, though, Oliver is, all jokes aside, Oliver is a cool guy. I, I really appreciate his friendship. And this all kind of came about because he enjoys podcasts so much that he said, why don't we do this? I think there's interesting stories to tell. I think you've got people that you know that would, you know, people would want to listen to. And it is a big reason why this happened. Um, I, I mean, I also enjoy it too. But, oh man, that does not oh, look good on the camera. F- no, what happened? <laughs> it ru- it ru- <laughs> you ruined the sprees. What did you do? It, ru- it ruined Editor. my virtual background. Editor, cut Editor. out. Editor. We- um, Eesh. You know what I'm saying? Ru- hold on. I might have to turn that off. <laughs> and we, can, we can both have our shit backgrounds i can't believe the grill of micro he just spell shaped my background dude what the heck man it's real That's... magic is real dude i'm telling you it's powerful um you can even get rid of your background <laughs> he deletes backgrounds he's actually so bad that whenever the webcam picks him up it's like eh, it like syntax error and it like it just dies Dude, that's awesome. That was actually pretty funny. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That was weird that you planned it like that, but cool. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of a, a good guy at planning stuff. You're like a planner. That makes sense. Well, while um, Oliver, I guess, fixes this, you'll be go ahead and go into like my early days and Yeah, dude, let's hear your early days. All right. Well, Magic is old. I'm also old. Um my dad had wow, beautiful face. Look at that. Let's see the grill though. Oh yeah. The Hold grill on. the mind raker, the whole reason that this is going. Um there he is, folks. Wow. Spell shaper legend. Amazing. Grill mind raker, dude. What a fantastic great card. card. If you want to play EDH, now this is a commander right here. That's a he's commander so for good. You. Yeah, he's what is five he do? mana. He's a three three, and you can pay a black and X and tap him and discard two cards, which that's not a lot. 
um, from your hand, and cards. the target player discards X cards at random from his or her hand. So he's like, what is it like mind twist, but just mind twist, but just like worse, way worse. It's yeah. like mind twist on a stick, but he's just you know really bad. Yeah, the so. stick is garbage. Yeah, but he's got a cool name. So yeah, I'll give him the name is pretty cool. So this is the only card I have in my collection. That's it. We're gonna hopefully uh, make that not happen and get get real back into the game, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, well, so yeah, it'd be better than you at Magic. That's fine. I mean, hey man, I'm all for it. I love competition. Okay. So uh, early days of Mark Bahachko and uh, hold on, uh, and uh, you, you know, just fix your glasses. I fixed my glasses. It... Whoa, uh, I can't believe you just disrespecting like that on my podcast. Sorry about that. I apologize. That's I take okay. it back. Okay. Well, just because you did that, I'm yeah. gonna put my. It's editor, <laughs> it's editor. Forever broke. Man, okay. we'll have to uh, wow. fix that one on the back end. So, no, um, I'm over it. My dad had a friend that played. He had this big box of cards that he just was like, "Hey, man, you don't, you know, I don't play anymore. You can have these." And it had like all the avatars in it, like Sarah Avatar, Avatar of Woe, Avatar of Blue, whatever that avatar one was. Avatar of Pain, dude. Ooh, forgot about Pain. Wasn't that one of? What's the black one? Avatar Woe. Oh yeah, I'm dumb. Avatar Pain's not a real one. Thanks for going along with me though on that one. Yeah, no problem. Sarah Avatar, another one. <laughs> sure, a- Avatar was one you like tap and kill a creature, right? Yeah, I think it's oh, Don Black. Or, no, it might actually be target creature. You're right, but it was something. Anyway, it was sick though. Avatar it was sick. Was it was really sick. So I had an Avatar deck with like Belby's Portal, and like cards I didn't understand how they actually worked, like Lifeline. I thought that you could discard cards from your hand to Lifeline, and it would bring them back from your graveyard to play. I don't remember what Lifeline is. Lifeline is a five mana artifact that whenever something goes into the graveyard, you may put it in back into play at the end of turn. I didn't understand like how the layers work there. It doesn't because if it's eroded, it says goes from the graveyard to or from the graveyard from the battlefield, right? You can't like bury it alive. It for instance is what I was doing, like okay. putting him from my deck into my yard. You can't do that. Wow, what a dirty fucking cheater! Yeah, big old cheater. So I played that deck and I got really into it. I just figured out that like my friend and I, Alex, Alex Bufford, shout out to you if you're listening to this. Uh, my best friend in high school, all throughout high school. I mean, this this guy was the through thick and thin. Like he was my best friend. And we did everything together. And so we like built a lot of magic decks together. And we decided one day, like, let's go to a tournament. You know, these tournaments that we kept hearing about. And it was at Dizzy's Dugout. Dizzy's Dugout in Collinsville, Illinois. Um, musty is the one word I could say to describe that that story. It was not every great. magic tournament ever. No, it's ever. worse. Yeah, I won't go too far because I'm not here to slander people's businesses, but man musty so we go in and it's like you know they're telling us how we play and like whatever because we just have these decks and we're just like garbage and we find out that it's like the certain format so we don't have decks for that format so of course what happens to like these young kids we get, we get crushed whatever so we go home like still had a bunch of fun and, and bought some stuff there because our parents gave us money so it was a good experience and and i don't know what it was but i like it didn't i kind of fell out of favor with it i didn't really do much with it so fast forward a little bit later in high school and one of my friends, I honestly don't even remember who it was now, got me back into it. And he was like, hey, man, do you have cards? I'm like, yeah, I actually think I do. And I like got some of my cards back out. And uh, that was like right at the beginning or end of my uh, senior year. And so I go into college. I went to SIUE, so Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville. And uh, I majored in pharmaceutical education. Um, and I did absolutely nothing. All I did was go to magic tournaments or go to my buddy's uh, house and play magic and get drunk. And you know what a college kid does when he doesn't know what he's doing. Fuck a lot. Did you fuck a lot? Uh, no, not really. Honestly. No, I, a little bit, a little bit. Alicia, I love you. So, um, we, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we go to play at my buddy's house. Um, his name is Daniel. I can't remember his last name now, 
but i was like the king of like the casual group like i was the best one i had like the best elf deck or whatever it was i was playing you can run elf. yeah yeah and so they were like hey have you ever heard of a draft and i was like i don't know what that is i told this on the the crypt but anyway you know they said um have you ever tried to draft before and i said i don't know what that is and so they just you described it to me and so we, we went and I, i'm going in roaring man i'm like i'm gonna kill these nerds and i'm gonna show them who's who i'm the best of the best at my table at home and i get crushed so hard and it's not even funny my head is spinning on the way out like i'm like i don't even know the rules of this game dude like i am hot garbage and so i kind of take the approach that oliver took i go home and i consume a bunch of videos and content and here's a bunch of name drops that's about to happen i just watched it's dating me too, but MTGO videos. Okay. This was kind of big back, not big, but it was like a thing I found as a forum. And Pour of Bawal, Jason Shine, Adam Riser, uh, June. Oh, I can't remember his last name. I love June though. Bug. It, June Bug. We'll call him June Bug for this podcast just for okay, anonymity. Okay. Um, and these people took me in and said like hey watch our content and be in videos with us to create content for other people to watch to get better so what we would do is we'd have like 11 or 12 person skype calls where one person would be drafting and we would all discuss why the pick that we're picking is correct and i'll tell you what you get really good in environments where every single person in that call is better than you and i still talk to these people like very often. I mean, Jason Shine made a very good career. He works at Apple now, but he, you know, he made a, a good name for himself in the game while he was playing Adam Riser, same thing, but all of these people went to the pro tour done, done very well. Um, you just meet really good people through, through magic. Um, anyway, going back to the main point here though, is I, I, you know, I'm Skyping with these guys every night and we're getting better and I'm starting to take notes and I'm starting to lose a little bit less money and going to, uh, a heroic in between these on like Friday Night Magic and when they had drafts and I'm noticing that I'm winning sometimes but I'm winning in a way that people are taking a note that I'm winning so people like Justin Ulrich he was like one of the better ones there Nate Bricky you know Nathan Bricky Nathan Huff and one person which I am not the biggest fan of and I'll be honest about it is Garner Perigo he was actually the end boss he was the guy at the stop at the store that if you went there and you couldn't beat him it, you, you really don't have any hope of bringing home a box or bringing home the big prize right i mean long story short that guy ended up you know coming out as a cheater yada 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 whatever that's irrelevant it's small store stuff but um i ended up beating him one week and i'll never forget i beat him uh, no this was this might be the justice story but it could also be the garner story i conflate them but with dreadwing okay dreadwing is a black one one you can pay one red blue to give him plus two plus zero and flying until end of turn okay the game essentially went like this. Dreadwing, go. Attack you. Your turn. Land, Dreadwing, activate, attack you. For five turns, and then he died. And so he was very upset because he got land screwed. He only had one, one color or whatever. And this was the break for me where I was like, no, I can beat these people. Harson doesn't have that problem, just saying. Yeah, Harson sucks too. So um, uh, we, you know, I start kind of getting integrated into this group a little bit more. People are taking more note of me. And Garner, this guy, is like the, the end boss or whatever. He buys and sells, if you want to call it that, at this store. Okay, He's like the buyer and seller. And what I mean by buyer and seller is he would give you like 15 cents for your $3 card or whatever. Um, and I find out through him that he's actually kind of mentored by some guy named Ogre that I've never heard about. 
Well, I start venturing a little bit over the river over in Missouri, which is actually where I'm at lo- located now, Mana STL. Um, on the road again. On the road again. So he uh, introduces me, well, not in, not directly through Gardner, but I meet Ogre. And Ogre kind of takes me under his wing and is kind of like, you know, I think you should do this. Because I was How already traveling. 21, I think. Young buck. Yeah, young buck in a big old pond, a small, tiny fish. Didn't really know what I was doing or getting myself into. And, you know, I'd go in these trips with Ogre where we would sleep in vans for three days in a row. Like five guys sleeping in a van going not traveling. The place. Not the burger place. No, no. That place is delicious. I have it all the time. But we would travel just constantly every single weekend. And uh, he showed me the ways of trading for value. I didn't understand that concept at all. But he was like, hey, listen, there's a lot of money to be made and all you need is cardstock. And at the time, I was lucky enough to have like kind of value traded or bought cards, like collections for my friends and stuff like that. So I had a little bit of trade stock. So I was like, you know what? what I, why not? I'll try it. Well, fast forward a couple of years after that, I'm fully buying and selling magic for a living for two years out of my backpack. And this is prior to TCG player. This is prior to like things like crystal commerce that would be accessible to like the small guys like me. Crystal commerce was only accessible to guys that had money because you had to pay like $110 a month or something just to have a site. And, and, you know, I wasn't really interested in that. And I was doing well enough to just go to tournaments, winning tournaments that I needed to paying my rent, you know, and working like a part-time job sometimes. Slinging cardboard for a living. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. Um, I enjoyed it a whole lot. It was stressful at some points, you know, going to like a, a Gen Con, which you had no money for. And it was a $10,000 tournament. And so split of $10,000 for eight people would be about $1,500 or so, roughly speaking. And I needed to pay my rent and I was about 1200 short. So I needed to go to that tournament and actually spike that shit to pay my bills. And I did. But I would never be able to live like that again. That's craziness. Like looking back at young Mark being like, hey, you've got these things. So you either win the tournament or you go sell off half your collection to make your bills this month. No way. That's a level of stress. I don't I don't know how I even got through that. That's crazy. And look at you now. Well, still stress. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like where I'm at. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, you have a beautiful fiance. She's you great. A, you have a great little family. My little son, very Arthur. bland walls. Very bland very walls. Successful business. Yeah, I, I'd say. Yeah, so far it's successful. I mean, we're a little bit. Give yourself some credit, dude. All right, one credit. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I guess just to speed things forward, we, I don't know how long this has been going on now. Probably for a while. But um, I don't want to take this podcast too long. But uh, yeah, fast forward, I buy and sell for Ogre. I buy and sell for a guy named David Hayes, and he takes my collection of $35,000. And then I meet some guy named JJ Moore. JJ, shout out to you. I still talk to him almost daily. Um, He really, really kind of put me into that next level of like, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Don't trust anyone. Cash in hand at all times. You know, lots of really good life lessons from JJ. Still have them from him, honestly. And so uh, after being taught a bunch of expensive lessons. I'm here now. I came from um, IT engineering and quit my job about a month and a half ago to do this full time. And now I've got you know a couple of people working for me that I've got really close. And yeah, things are going really well. And it allows me to do things like this, like make a podcast. I don't think I could have ever done this before because I wouldn't have the energy or time or really anything to talk about that's interesting. A true rags to riches tale. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Rags to riches. I mean, I grew up kind of poor, so I've always been kind of conservative with money. But yeah, but cryptocurrency was probably the hinge that brought this together. 
It all goes back to crypto. Just we do a plug for crypto, invest your money. How's the crypto market looking these days? It's not bad. I'm out of it, so I haven't been paying like super close attention. I've been playing. Okay, abort on the crypto. It. Do not invest in crypto. I <laughs> Uh, look at mpg stocks if you want to be somewhere good uh that's where you should be that's the stock side give us all your money if you want to invest it i will put it to good use yes reserve list cards uh, it's on the up and up don't but don't fomo there's going to be a capitulation point too so what's fomo mean uh it means fear of missing out so if you buy or sell something based on a trend that you believe is going to go to infinity or down uh the the idea is if you fomo you're the one that's paying off the bills of the people that are purchasing your fomo and that's good because now we can also consider this an educational podcast because I just learned something. Exactly. Pretty much got See, it all covered. We've got all the bases covered. All the like cussing, bad stories, fucking. too long, fucking, bald guy. Yeah. What more do you want? I mean, come what on. Are we, what are we missing? What are we missing? I got a blank I, wall. I know what we're missing. This place is a sausage fest, dude. We need some fucking tits. Yeah, dude. We need some women in here. No, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't do this. So, um, <laughs> I just like in general. I didn't mean anyone specific. Well, of course, yeah, we would never do that to, to anyone in particular. Yeah. But we're just two men, you know. You know, men are. Well, you know yeah. how Oliver is. I guess is what I really mean to say. What's that mean? Like I'm not a man. No. I'm so fucking manly. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you are like the manliest alpha man that I know. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Um. But yeah, I hope for more of these in the future, to where we can kind of just kind of kick it, hang out. This is really what Oliver and I do. Oliver and I do on Discord all the time. We just kind of we're just naked, but we're naked, yeah. yeah. Instead, so maybe we can do one in the future if YouTube is cool with that. Um, no, they're not. So they're not. Okay, we'll, well, we'll move the point. Um, Man STL OnlyFans coming soon. Uh, keep an eye out for that. It's just us having a po- a naked podcast talking it's about a, magic. Yeah, and you won't even see anything. It's just you know that we're naked. So yep. Yeah. Well, Oliver. Thanks a ton, man, for doing all the legwork and putting this together. Dude, you're so fucking welcome. I can't wait to do some more, man. Me too. Get some more super cool, fun people on here. Get the get the boys, dude. Get the get the squad, man. Yeah, get the squad, get the squad in. Squad Say hey, man. what's going on? You know. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how frequent these are going to be. This is, you know, like I said, this is very new for both of us. Uh, we're kind of learning as we go. Um, so hopefully the the quality and the consistency uh, will improve over time. So this is this is on the beginning, folks. So fucking strap in. Yeah, strap on in because we're for a long ride here. Yeah, and we want you to be safe. That's the important part is safety because seatbelts actually save lives. Oh, so. should we put our, we should have wore our masks for this. Shit. Um, guys, please vote. Um, your vote matters. Please don't do that. Actually, why did you do that to me? You totally baited me there. I was going to talk about nothing political in this. The Electoral College is your friend. <laughs> uh, hope you checked out the debate last night. It was real cool, real fun, real interesting. Got a lot covered. Um, America's looking good. It's, things are shaping up to be really, really nice, really good. Oh, absolutely. We're a really cool. stable economy. Um, two great um, presidential good, candidates. Two good candidates. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the next few months for sure. Yeah, me too. And, you know, here's the thing is on the future podcast, we will definitely not care about that. Yeah. If, assuming a, a meteor hasn't come and crashed on the earth and killed everyone by that point, which we can only hope, right? Yeah, we can only hope. Or um, we're canceled by then. So, Assuming either one of those things happen, uh, we'll be seeing you again soon. Agreed. So, thanks for listening. Stopping in. And uh, Oliver, uh, thank you again. Thank you again. And like I said, if there's any sponsors that want to sponsor the podcast, hit us up, dude. We're, 
we're greedy. We like money. Uh, Love it. Sponsors. So um, Mark at manasl.com or Oliver at manasl.com. Yeah, I'll forward it to Mark because I don't really give a shit. And I don't want to do that. But um, yeah, hit us up. Hit us Thanks, up, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.